John chapter 21. Last chapter here in John. Jesus has already been crucified. He's, he's been resurrected. He has already um, been with his disciples on two previous occasions. On two previous occasions. But I guess the third time's the charm. Uh, verse number one, and after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee. Was James and John, if you didn't know who they were. And two other of his disciples. And Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. Here we find seven disciples together. And Peter says, I'm going fishing. Amen. That sounds like a great idea, Brother Alls Paul. I like to go fish. And they said unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. They fished like I fish. They caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And then Jesus said unto them, and now we know that they're uh, 200 cubits out. That's about 100 yards or so. So they're, they're a good ways away. They, you know, recognition. And Jesus being that far away, I'm sure he had to lift up his voice. Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loveth, loved saith unto Peter, this is John now, Hey Peter, it is the Lord. And now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. He had his shirt off. He's out there with the guys on the boat fishing. And did cast himself into the sea. He began to swim. He wanted to swim to Jesus, get to Jesus as fast as he could. Amen. That's, that's a zeal we should all have. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. They couldn't even lift the net because the fish were that heavy. They couldn't even get them in the boat. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have caught. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three. There's a hundred and fifty three fish in their net. Now they were some big fish. For all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? They, they didn't ask him that. They knew who he was, knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. And after that, he was risen from the dead. Now we're going to get to the part I want to talk about for just a couple minutes. So when they had dined, 
Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Follow me. I, I want to talk for just a few minutes on this subject, more than these, more than these. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love the Lord more than these? Jesus, help me right now. Help us, Lord, for the next few minutes. God, I pray that this word would go forth and let it be a blessing to somebody. Let it draw somebody closer to you. God, I can't do it without you. It's sounding brass and tinkling cymbals, but I pray the unction of the Holy Ghost would move in this house right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Talk to us. Speak to us. We need a word from the Lord today. We need to hear from you, God. Open our ears. Give us a, a heart of understanding today. In Jesus' name. Everybody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. And I know it's a little late. I'm watching the clock. Give me just a couple minutes today. Here we find in our text, Jesus spending some time with his disciples, seven of them in this case. This is the third time they have seen him after his resurrection. They know he's alive and well. And yet... When Jesus had told them previously in previous scripture, he had told them to go and tarry and to wait. And yet Jesus, even though Jesus had told them to go tarry in Jerusalem, we find Peter and six other disciples decide to go fishing. Interesting that it was in Matthew chapter 4, you can find where Peter and his brother Andrew, and then also the sons of Zebedee, James and John, were both were all four called by God to follow the Lord. And they were fishermen by trade. That was their livelihood. That was what they knew. They were accustomed to fishing, to being out on the boat. They were accustomed to using nets to catch fish. And can I say today, we are to cast our net, not a single line. Whosoever will, let them come. I mean, I, I think a lot of times people try to witness to somebody, I'm going to focus a single line, and I know there are, God puts people in our paths as individuals, but uh, whosoever will, let them come. 
Amen. You cast the net and whatever fish the net catches. Amen. Praise God. We're going to clean them. We're going to work with them. Hallelujah. Well, there you go. There's a little nugget. But when Jesus called Peter and Andrew and James and John, they were fishing. And that was their livelihood. It's pretty cool that James, John, Peter, Andrew, as they were disciples of Christ and followed him, they, they were there with him when he fed 5,000 men plus women and children with bread and fish. In Matthew 14 and in Matthew 15, Jesus once again feeds another 4,000 men plus women and children with uh, seven loaves of bread. And the Bible says a few fish. Amen. He multiplied it. He blessed it. He break it. He used the fish to feed his sheep. The fish were a means to an end. We like the fish, but it's really about the sheep. We like the blessing, but God only blessed us to be a blessing to the sheep. I'm going to let you think about that. I'm thankful for the blessings of God in my life, but He only blessed me so that I could be a blessing to the sheep. Luke chapter 5, we, that was Luke's version of Simon and, and Andrew when they were called. And um, he gives more information that they weren't just casting their net. But Jesus comes in Luke chapter 5 and he is speaking and he tells Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. And he said, we've done that. He said, just let's launch out into the deep. Let's, let's go a little further. And they caught a great amount of fish. Why? Because there's a multitude that needs to eat. Thankful for the blessings of God. But let us remember it's not about the blessing, it's about who the blessing is for. A lot of talent in this house this morning, but remember who the talent is for. It's for the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When they obeyed God, they caught fish. Things. So here in our text, in verse 15, here we find, and I'll try to hurry. So when, when they had dined, they'd finished eating, Jesus asks Peter, he says, Simon, son of Jonas, I don't know about you, but I knew I was in trouble when my mom said, Michael Lee Mullings. Mom, you, anybody have a parent like that when they said your whole name? You knew something was serious business. Jesus calls Peter Simon Barjona. I think there's a, 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 a deeper meaning here. There's something more. It's not just that he's the son of Jonah. Is the bar means son and Jonah or Jonah. Anybody remember the story of Jonah and, and the whale or the great fish? Remember how Jesus, God, Jesus wasn't born yet, but God tells him to go down to Nineveh and preach repentance. And what did Jonah try to do? He went the opposite way. Can I tell somebody this morning, this is what I feel to tell somebody, stop running. And be obedient to the call of God in your life. Stop running from and run to. 
Jonah went down to Tarsus. He gets on a boat. He's out in the sea, and he's in the very belly of the whale or the great fish. And he repents and coughs him up, and here he comes, and now he comes, and he finally preaches what he should have been preaching before in Nineveh. So they could repent. Hey, Simon Barjona, the son of disobedience. What had Peter just done after at, at, at the resur- or before the resurrection at, at Calvary? He denied Christ three times. Simon Barjona. I've already seen and come, and you've seen me two times, and yet you still decide to go fishing. I said go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, because I need you to go feed my sheep. Can I preach for just a minute here this morning? I need somebody to go to Acts 2.38 and repent and pray and preach. Repent. Repent. Isn't that what Jonah preached at Nineveh? Repent. Turn to God. God is looking for somebody to stop running and speak what God has called you to speak. It was Peter that stood up with the eleven in Acts 2. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And it's Peter that, that preaches the same message to the Samaritans. And it's Peter that preaches to Cornelius' household in Acts chapter 10. It's Peter that was feeding God's sheep. You want to feed somebody? Give them the truth. Hey, Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, you denied me three times. I'm going to ask you three times. And if you look at the words here that, that were used, Jesus looks at, at Simon Peter and he says, Lovest thou me more than these? He wasn't, he wasn't talking about the other disciples. He was talking about the fish. Peter, do you love me enough to walk away from your past? Do you love me enough to walk away even from an occupation to pursue the will of God in your life? Do you love me enough to say, not my will, but thy will be done? Do you love me more than these? Peter, you've seen me twice already and you went back to fishing. Do you love me more than these fish? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than your past culture? Do you love me more than the way you've always done things? Do you love me enough to step out in faith and follow me and feed my sheep? Do you love me more than these? And the word lovest there is agapeo or agapeo. It's, you've heard the word, the, the, the love, or the, the, the word agape love. It's the highest form of love. Agapeo. Do you love me? Is the highest form of love. And Peter responds, Lord, you know us that I love. But he uses the word phileo like a brotherly love. You know that I love you. Well, yeah, I know that you love me as your brother, as a, as a friend, as 
one that we walk together, we talk together, I break bread. I like what Brother Mark used to say, your love will bring you in, but your, or your need will bring you in, but only a love of God will keep you in. Phileo love will keep you as long as there's loaves and fishes. But agapeo love will keep you when there is no loaves and fishes. So Jesus, a second time, asked him, do you agape or agapeo love me? And Peter again says, Lord, you know us that I love phileo. I, I love like a brotherly love. And, and, and he, Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. And he asked him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest. And this time, Jesus also uses the more shallower form of love. He says, phileo thou me. And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, this time, Jesus said, Phileo, do you really love me just a Phileo love, or do you love me more than anything? Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Isn't it interesting how the first time Jesus, when Jesus comes to Peter, he calls Peter. He's fishing. Je Peter doesn't know who Jesus is. Or not that we know anyway. It's the first time Simon Peter's mentioned in the Bible. And, and the, what does Jesus do? He says, have you caught anything? No. He, and he speaks. He goes, let's launch out. Let's go deeper. And the last time Jesus is spending time with Peter, he says, I don't want you to love me with a phileo love, but a, an agape love with all your heart, with all your mind. With, I want you to love me more than these. I want you to love me more than the fish. More than the blessings, I want you to love me. I'm thankful for a house. I'm thankful for a car that runs. I'm thankful for clothes. I'm thankful for some nice shoes. I'm thankful I have way too many ties in my closet. I like most of them. I'm thankful for all the blessings. The benefits, the blessings of God. I'm thankful, I'm thankful, but I love God more than. More than these. And I just came to ask you this morning, do you love God more than these? You know, we can sing about it. It's easier, to, it's easier said than done. You can take this whole world, just give me. It's easy to say that when you don't have to make the choice. I'd rather make the choice, put God first, and then keep the blessings. <laughs> then have to lose them to understand, even for myself, to force the choice to happen. I'm going to put God, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. I'm going to put God first. Church, do you love God more than these? Do you love God more than these things, the possessions you can hold in your hand? Do you love God more than food? Do you love God more than cars? Do you love God more than money? Do you love God more than relationship, than popularity, than fame? Do you love God more than degrees? Do you love God more than... Fill in the blank. More than these. More than these. Then I'm 
I'm going to try to close with this. For, Je for Jesus, when he told Peter, he said, I want you to feed my sheep. He asked him the question three times. Many theologians think it's three times because Peter had denied Christ three times. He wanted Peter to be completely restored. Maybe that's true. I don't know. One of these days, let's ask him. He asked Peter, do you love us, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me? Feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep and follow me. So it's kind of cool. By the way, the scripture that started the service off was from 1 Peter, I believe it was. It was mentioned also in the 10 o'clock class. But it was Peter who said in chapter 1 of 1 Peter, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Peter wants to make it clear that God is our shepherd, but he was also the perfect spotless lamb. In 1 Peter chapter 2, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. What Peter had to get in his mind was that he had to, and, if I was, and I'm talking to ministers right now, he had to get, and I'm talking to self as pastor right now, I'm preaching to myself right now, he had to, Peter had to understand that people are not fish, they are sheep. And we are, we are not trying to catch fish. Because Jesus, when he called Peter from the beginning, he said, I'm calling you to be a fisher of men. Of souls. I'm preaching to self right now. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking it in right now. This, God is not giving us fish so it, to feed us. He's giving us responsibility to take care of His sheep. And He gives us fish so that we can feed the sheep. Man, I, I, I have to be real careful. I pray this pastor right here, the ministry of this church, never looks at people as fish but as sheep. We don't look as people. Matter of fact, one says don't fleece the flock. And Peter was trying to, if you look at his writing, he wanted, to, he wanted everyone to understand we are everyone is important in the eyes of God and we are his sheep and he is our shepherd. I, I'm an under shepherd, if you will, but he is the one. This isn't my church. This is God's church. Jesus is the one that went to Calvary, not me. He's the one that shed perfect blood. He's the spotless lamb, not me. This is his church. My responsibility is to feed the sheep. Matter of fact, in 1 Peter, can I just, just take another moment or two? Chapter 5, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, not willingly, not for filthy look, but, or, but willingly, not for filthy lucre. I'm not pastoring for money. We don't do, you involved in ministry here, you understand, we, we don't minister because of money. If you're ministering for money, you're going to all starve in this house because none of us, in the, we don't even have our books set up to pay people. God's blessed me with a great job. I'm thankful that 
I don't have a salary, don't need a salary. Now, I've been told by other preachers and pastors and some of my mentors that you, you, you need to set it up because at some point, I, I pray that time comes. Right now, we can't afford it. I'm not, that's not a complaint. I'm not passing for money. <laughs> Brother Kranz, if somebody passes for money, they are <laughs> destined to fail. You get involved in ministry for, for money, you got to have problems. Because <laughs> it's not about the fish. It's about feeding the sheep. He says, feed the flock. I wonder where he heard that before. Like three times, feed my sheep. Do it willingly, not for filthy lucre, that's money, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. For anyone that's involved in ministry, you're going to receive a crown one day that's going to make everything worth it all. So understand, Peter was trying to tell people, though, and if you read 1 Peter and 2 Peter, he's trying to tell people there's a difference between fish and sheep. Obviously, yeah, fish live in the water, but there's fish, part of their defense mechanism is they swim together, make themselves look bigger than they really are, but sheep gather together because it's part of, their, it's part of who they are. It's not just for protection. I was looking at some of these characteristics. This is just, I love stuff like this. Did you know that sheep will stay in the maternal groups for life? Let me break it down. The Bible says the church is the mother of us all. Sheep will stay in their maternal. You can take a sheep and it's raised by its mother and, and, and its brothers and sisters, sheep, whatever those are, if they call other lambs, other you know, brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles of sheep, they, and they can be separated for years. They come back, they recognize who their family are. Sheep live together, yes, for security. They follow the shepherd, but they stay with their maternal. They stay where they're planted. And again, I know they migrate and they move around and they, they, got it. they have to because of defecation and all of that. And I understand how, how that works, but they move as a family, as a maternal family. They need one another to feel safe. Do you know, I didn't know that. I know people have anxiety. Did you know people have anxiety? Did you know that? Did you know people? Did you know that sheep have anxiety too? But what happens? When does a sheep have anxiety? Can I tell you? When they are separated from the flock. I didn't know sheep could get nervous. When they're separated from the flock, when they're se separated from the family. You wonder why there's so many people out there dealing with anxiety and popping pills? Because they've been separated from the family of God for a too long. All we like sheep have gone astray, but it's our responsibility to go out and get them and bring them back in. Let's cast a net and bring... I hope this is making sense this morning. I've gone 21 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm close. As a matter of fact, let's stand. That way you know for sure. It took 
Simon Peter, over three years of walking with the Lord, and seeing Jesus three times after Jesus resurrected from the dead. For Mr. Impulsive, maybe obstinate, maybe a little stubborn, Simon Peter. <laughs> to understand for himself that he loved God more than the fish. That he loved God more than anything. And that's why it was, on the day of Pentecost, we find the disciples there being obedient to the word of God. And we find Peter standing up with the eleven, feeding the sheep. Telling the sheep, hey, if you'll repent, you too can get close to him. If you can baptize in Jesus' name... You can be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of Almighty God can breathe into your life and your soul. You too can have a walk with God. You too can have a relationship with the Lord. You are the apple of His eye. You're, you're the sheep. He's the shepherd. Our shepherd loves each and every sheep. week people are going back to school and that's exactly what Peter did he went back to the school of fish I ain't got time to preach this whole message I'm just going to just throw that he went back to the school of fish and God said no 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 I'm calling you to feed the sheep I'm calling you to a greater ministry Simon Barjona don't run from the call of God given you a message to share with someone else. But I, I don't like Nineveh. They're worshiping false gods. They're, I, you know what? I don't like the things of the world. I don't like what the people in the world are doing out there. I don't like it, but I, they're still sheep. Can I ask you this question? A found sheep and a lost sheep is still a sheep, is it not? A white sheep, a black sheep, a brown sheep, a yellow sheep, a green, pink, purple sheep. They're still a sheep. He's the shepherd of all sheep. And all we like sheep had gone astray. Thank God for mercy and grace. Thank God for mercy and grace. I mean, Jesus on the way to the cross, Peter himself denied Christ, even said some bad things about him. And yet Jesus still had a plan and purpose in his life. He said, hey, 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 Peter. I've come a third time to ask you three times. Do you love me? I, you need to understand that I love you, and that I need you, and you're my sheep. I know you, you denied me three times. Isn't that interesting? He didn't even bring that up. Yeah, look, yeah. No, he reminded him who he was. Yeah, I know about the Simon Barjona part. I know you want to go back. Matter of fact, and then Jesus, what does he do? 
He looks at Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Hey, hey, Peter, the devil wants Simon back. He wants the old man back. Simon, Simon, the devil's looking for Simon. He's looking at who I was before Jesus found me. But now I'm a Christian. Now I'm sanctified, washed and cleansed. The devil wants the old man back. He can't have the old man back. I buried the old man in a watery grave. I buried the old man in an altar blood of Jesus is applied to my, my the old man the, the way I used to that's, that's behind me hello let's feed the sheep and live for the shepherd amen if this has resonated with you in any way would you just give the Lord some thanksgiving in this house this morning